0: Hello, audio listeners. Just a quick reminder, if you could just subscribe, rate, and review this bad boy, it helps us out so much. It truly makes a difference in making the show successful. Now, let's get into the show.
1: I had to constantly challenge my own stuff because I remember being like, he does not really text me a lot. And my mother's, my sister's mother-in-law, she looked and she's like, you're going to pull this bull again. And so I had a conversation with him about it. And I said, you know, I noticed you're not a big texter. Instantly said, I'm going to set the boundary now. This is not a sign of my disinterest. I don't want a digital relationship. I'd much rather spend time with you. So let's make it a reoccurring date every week so that you feel more comfortable. Great. The Self-Hype Podcast. What's
0: up, everyone? Welcome to the Sell Fight Podcast. It's your host, Eli Vasquez, brought to you by Chobo Studios. And we got a hater this week because we have the amazing, phenomenal Sabrina Zohar. Sabrina Zohar is a uh, in-your-face, no BS, energy of authenticity and love in terms of the love and dating space. She's a coach phenomenal coach and her podcast itself is popping and I gotta be honest I was hyped and kind of on cloud nine uh to have her as a guest on my show I feel so special she was so nice and cool so we dive into anxiety 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 how is it controlling you and then how she had to get out of her own way to receive the love that she was meant to receive in her phenomenal successful relationship with tech guy so we dive into it and we have a good old time in the process so let's get it Okay, what's up, everyone? Welcome to the Cell Pi podcast. I am with Sabrina Zohar. I'm like, okay, first off, I just need to get this out the way. I was geeking out. I was save it. I was acting cool before we started the call, but I like saw your name pop up. I was like, I got a little giddy. And I was like, um, because dude, you're freaking fantastic. I'm so happy for you for being on the show and being here. Like, like, I I would I was just doing TikTok not knowing what the hell I was doing. And then you popped up in these digital streets. Being your most authentic self, no BS, straight up. I mean, like this, and I'm so excited to dive into it. So here's the thing. Sabrina Zohar is a phenomenal dating coach and the creator of Do The Work podcast. In just seven months, I'm going to say for the people in the back, in just seven short months, her podcast soared to 0.5% globally of top podcasts, accumulating over 1.5 million freaking downloads. As a successful dating coach, she's earned she's featured it all over the place in publications such as Daily Mail, Newsweek, U.S. Sun, Yahoo, and Sabrina is like just a straight up badass in terms of success in fashion. Yes, everyone, she has a fashion brand as well in software. Check it out; the link will probably be in the bio. In the podcast game, obviously, and in all things love, dating, relationships. Sabrina, thank you for being a part of this. I appreciate
1: it. I mean, thank you for even that intro is enough. I'm like, wow. Okay, great. Thank you so <laughs> much. No, I'm still, I discovered you on the digital streets as well. I remember that one. I stitched a video of yours and I was like, this yeah. kid, he got, he's fucking understands it because I feel like with what we do, you're, you're either like on the side of the self help and the development and like that, or you're the clickbait. You know, yeah. just trying to get people to 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 listen. So I'm so appreciative, and I'm so fucking happy to be here. So thank oh my you.
0: God, it's like real recognizes real. Okay, that means nice. a lot coming from you. Okay, so like, and I will say, a lot of people were hyped for this episode. Like, I think I I like replied to one of your uh, TikToks, and then you were like, "Hey, I can't wait to be a part of your e- episode." Everyone like, what is this? What episode? What collab is this? What all that? Um, but I really want to thank you because you have this no BS approach to you that is so authentic and feels real to you and it cuts through all the noise of people just trying to perform and it, and it, and it's delivered in an authentic way, but it also feels like real solid advice. And, and I always, I've like, I think of, of your content as like, it's like a fastball to the forehead, but the ball's made out of like love and truth and forehead kisses. Like, that's like what, you know, what, what it's all about. But you know, I, I think that really helped me be, you know, authentic and step into just who I am. And so thank you for, for saying that and receiving it. But there's a whole lot of things I want to jump into. Um, yeah, in terms of anxiety. I also want to see how you found this man. I want to talk about that story a little bit because everyone's asking, how do I find a good guy? And I want, so I want, we'll, we'll save that for later. But um, before we really get into it, I just want to know, based on you being this this fastball to the forehead of truth and love and all that, why are you the way you are in the most loving way possible? Like, wait, wait, why are you? Why are you the way you are? You think?
1: I would say probably so. I grew up as like the I mean, talk about like if you if anxious attachment was in a dictionary it would have my photo like I was so textbook and like I didn't understand it. So I've always had, you know, I come from immigrant parents, like everything was very don't fucking complain, like, come on, get up, keep going, you've got this, this, like, very hard. Um, I had, my brother had a drug addiction, my sister had an eating disorder, so a very, 12 steps, very much in the family of, you know, take accountability, take ownership, like, what's your part in this? And of course, obviously, we know the 12 steps have a lot of issues, but there are fundamental things about it that I'm like, yeah, but it, there are certain things that I appreciate. Yeah. And so I think that mixed with 12 years in New York, <laughs> um, just... Yeah and i will i'll say it i've not i haven't been this way always and i think it was uh, when i started my healing journey when i found my voice and i think i was so scared of stepping into that power because i was scared of being seen i was scared of being judged i was scared of being ridiculed i was scared of being rejected like all of the the fears that came up and honestly like even when i i watched a couple of videos from when i started you know like it had TikTok does like a year ago and i was like oh fuck has it been a year and i watched one and i was like i actually laughed cuz i was like talk about the personal growth i was significantly like angrier and i was like okay i was dealing with my own shit wow. but i was i was spewing things out that i had no understanding of like i literally had a video where i was like if a guy doesn't text you every day fuck him and i'm like wow look how far we've come growth is possible wow and i turned into this by just I think being raised, you know, raised, I say, in New York, but we spent all of our life in New York and I lived there for so long. Um, and then just when I moved to L.A., I think I really started to find out who I was. And I started to mm-hmm. like L.A. was the perfect place for me to practice this no bullshit thing, because as you know, you were in L.A. Mm-hmm. People are I, no offense to my L.A. folks. I love everybody, but some of you guys are fucking morons out there <laughs> and super and authentic, really disingenuous. And it's very my favorite saying was like, New Yorkers will tell you, fuck you to your face. L.A. says it behind your back. And it was very much that. And so I think that attributes to where I came now of like, okay, when I've been like when I've been trying to help and heal and everything, what worked for me was like on honesty, like stop Mm. sugarcoating it. Tell me what the fuck is going on. Tell me what I'm doing wrong and tell me what I can do to fucking work on this. And I found that nobody was doing it. And I think that's what's so fun about finding your authentic voice is. Practicing and seeing what happens.
0: Oh my god! Okay, so off the freaking gate, we're getting into it, right? Like, I love your sense of humility and openness, where you could easily act like, "Well, I got this podcast, and I'm super cool." And da 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 da. No, I'm like, dude, I fucked up a lot. Like, I, I had these. Lot. I like, I had these mistakes, but that's how we connect with people, right? Like, that's how we like, like, yeah. and and it's the people who stand in that and own it and see, and you see your progress. And I think it's beautiful that you hit on, like, I was not, I like, I've grown so much even on TikTok and you could see your content and see that growth. And I think that's really beautiful with that honesty, which is, you know, why, why people relate to you the way they do. And I love what you said in terms of New York, LA. I always, there's a saying I heard and I, and I agree with you on that, where it was like, you know, if you're lost in New York, like, well, no, sorry. It was, People in New York are not nice, but they're kind. And people in L.A. are not kind, but they're nice. So mm-hmm. if you're lost in New York and you're like, oh, I don't know where to go. And New York would be like, "What do you need to go? Okay, down the street. and Okay, whatever. Bye. And then you're lost in L.A. You're like, oh, hi. Oh, my God, you're lost. Well, I'm sorry. I really got to go to do yoga. I'll talk to you next week. Yeah. Schedule brunch next week. I'm like, I'm still lost, bro. What the hell? <laughs> So um, but again, not hating on um, the L.A. people, but also you know.
1: But also... Kind
0: but, also of, I love I love but also, get your shit together, son.
1: Um... No, but seriously, but honestly, can I say, like, I appreciate that about you. Like, what the video I stitched was, like, your honesty of saying, like, I used to be a fuckboy. I used to do yeah. all this stuff, and it's, like, I think that awareness of... That's always been my thing. My, I'm like, my mama has always said, she's like, if you don't remain humble, like, don't worry, I'll remind you. And so I have siblings that will remind me that I'm not shit. I've got my mama that'll remind me like you ain't she Always like, who the fuck are you? Who is, where is this entitlement? So it's like, it just brings us back down to earth. And I, I think it just makes us more human.
0: 100%. It's that humanity. And I think everyone wants to perform, which we get, oh my God, I could dive so much in dating and everything we were, were to jump into. But yeah, it really is that authenticity. And I feel you on my family. I'm like the oldest of 10. I have a small Latin tribe of, of shit talking little sisters that will take me down a peg if necessary. You know, I buy a new shirt, and I think I'm hot shit, and I walk in. And I'm like, mm, are you sure about that? I'm like, oh. you're humbled. I'm humbled, humbled real quick. <laughs> Out the womb, I was humbled. So, so I love that. Real, recognize right? real. So, what's interesting is, you said you were on this path in 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 these digital streets in terms of like where that where your hurt was coming from where your growth was coming from but you were posting like how did you get even get into this space then like like wh- wh- did you always have this intention of having a podcast and coaching with people and helping them on their journeys like where did all this come from
1: So honestly no um truthfully <laughs> the candid story so I with software I've had software since 2017 and so that started my healing journey altogether was the first time my ex and i the first time we broke up which should have been the last time but here we are um but i'm grateful you know all these experiences bring us to where we are but nonetheless my my first breakup with my ex and that was that you know the the realization i think we've all had that moment where you're like okay enough is enough like there's got to be something to this i was 27 and then i was like okay i can't keep blaming everybody else like there has to be something Mm -hmm. here my sister always said you're the common denominator and at the time, my mom went to the doctor with a headache and they found six brain aneurysms um, and gave her a three to five percent chance of living. And so I quit. I lost my job because they told me it was job abandonment to go see my own mother. Rage. If, welcome to fashion. And I I started constructing software while my mom was in the hospital, created it because there was nothing else for her, created this fabric, did this whole thing, started the, the day after her successful surgery and was like, OK, this is it. Like I knew I wanted to be an, a business owner, but I didn't candidly speaking i never in my life was like oh it's gonna be a clothing line i didn't fucking care about that yeah. I don't, but i cared about doing something for the environment sustainable yada yada for my mom and we had a great run i mean we still are going to have a great run but then i would say uh 2021 when i moved to la i started doing a lot more panels and podcasts especially during COVID too mm-hmm. and was really loving it and i was um i was at, doing an event at uh, george foreman 3 his studio and we were just sitting and talking and I was supposed to be on Shark Tanks. So we were talking about that. And I was like, maybe this is my moment, you know? Like, maybe this is how I'm going to get out in the world. And he just looks at me and he's like, I would listen to a podcast of yours all fucking day if you had one. And I was like, nobody cares about me, dude. Like, that was my yeah. thought process. I was like, who gives a shit about what I have to say? I'm just some girl, right? And so I started on TikTok. So I started getting people that wanted me to coach them for business and life and just entrepreneurship, how to start a business. So I was used to working with people off the books, just people that reached out. And then. I started doing stuff like dating stuff on the Instagram and started realizing a lot of people were interacting like, hey, yo, wait, no, you should like talk about this. And I just one day my friend was at my house and she was like, dude, at least try TikTok, like give it a try. And I said, all right, fine, I'll fucking post. And I just thought, let me post and let me make some funny videos. I didn't have my voice. I didn't really know what I was doing. And then when I started kind of getting my groove, you know, after like three or four months, yeah. I was like, OK, I think I understand the trolls. I think I understand this toxic place. Um, then all of a sudden it was, you should have a podcast. You should have a podcast. And I like bought my phallic ass mic on Amazon yes. and pink dick looking mic. And I took a photo in my my kitchen being like, all right, I'm going to start an episode. And it just mushroomed to like this massive thing that I never in my life in like a full time coaching business and all this stuff that oh. if you'd asked me a year ago I would have thought you were insane. Um, so, yeah, it was very organic. And I think it's one of those things that I I follow my passions. So I've. I don't know if you listen to human design, but I have one somebody coming on the podcast. We talked about it and I'm a projector. And what that means is like, I am not meant to go after. So like even how like how I met my partner, we've met on Hinge. I used Hinge passively. So I wasn't trying to match with people. I she was saying she was like, you are meant to have people come to you because they resonate, not you trying to convince people to come to you. And so I've treated everything that I do with that same mentality of like this feels authentic to me. So then I'll, if people find it resonates, great, come to me. If not, that's totally cool. Then this wasn't for you.
0: Oh, oh. and that let, that's, that lets so much weight off your shoulders. Right. And I think it's like, cause, cause I'm like us as a society, we are so the opposite. It's like, we want to be liked by everyone. It's like the people that don't like us. Why don't they like us? What's wrong with us? What's, you know, what, what's, what's going on? Or like, I have to create this cookie cutter product to appease the masses because out of the fear of, what have you like like and i think that's the big thing of like you you being your most most truth is is going to stand out more than anyone else and and also i was i was literally thinking shark tank i was like how have we not done shark tank this is such a beautiful goddamn story i'm like you'd have all of them start crying the fubu guy will be crying right now dude
1: i was on set i was on set i made it all the way i was there like Steamed outfit, makeup, hair. I was in for 10 hours on set. I could see them. I was like, there's the set. We did our walkthrough. And they came in. They're like, all right, 10 more minutes. You're ready. You're up. And I mean, I'm six months of prep. And then it came, they came in and were like, I'm so sorry. We ran out of time today. We're not going to be able to fit you in. And I was, I mean, I went through like a, a severe depression. Then they did that a second time a month later. And I was like, I'm done. I was like, fuck wow. you. I'm done. But you know what? In all honesty, I, of course, it would have been an amazing experience, but I know realistically, had I done that, I would never have been able to pursue what I'm doing now. That feels so much more in alignment with me. Like, I love software, don't get me wrong, but I don't know that I want to make software the next, you know, fucking like Lululemon myself. Like, I'd like to sell the company and let someone else do it. This, though, doing this feels more in alignment. And I think this is the truest testament. Last year was the epitome for me of learn to fucking surrender. Because my mom who says God laughs when you make a plan, and it was like it was it, it came in three. I lost Shark Tank, so that was it. I, I we had just spent all this money and energy, and I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do with this business. I'm fucked. I can't make. I don't have any money. Like that's it. And and Ko, my dog passed away a month later, and then which was my dog of ten years, which was like my ride or die. Um, so my entire life was upside down. And then two weeks later, the guy that I was seeing, the the avoidance came out. We'll just say that, and <laughs> it, it was one of those things where I was like, I'm done. And I'll never forget the decision I made. I, we were supposed to come to San Diego three days later, which kind of loops us into how I met my partner. And I remember telling my mom after that, like, I don't have Clem. Like, I don't know what I'm living for. Like, I went through that kind of, like, crisis.
0: Yeah. But,
1: but I think through that, I was able to, instead of looking at it and like, all right, this is it. I'm done. KO. I looked at this and I was like, okay, all of this had to happen for a reason. That meant I was getting too comfortable or the universe needed to change. Something needed to happen. And I looked at my mom and I was like, let's go to San Diego where my sister is. I was like, let's go visit. We'll stay the month in this Airbnb that we had from a friend. And I was like, let's go. Let's let's do it. I was supposed to go with the other guy. I came here. My content started to go viral as I started to make it here because I was in a different headspace. I found an apartment and I met tech guy three days later. Wow. And I just I allow I although the shit hit the fan and I was like to the point where I was like suicidal. Like I just literally was like, I can't go another day but i learned i was like okay you are attaching to the outcome way too much and you're disappointed so let's maybe surrender and say whatever's meant for me is going to be even better than this and i could with certainty say i have never been happier except for my dog passing away of course yeah. to have had everything happen that did
0: that is such an impactful story which i think i mean thank you for sharing it because i think so many people could relate to it in such a deep way of you know how why does why do all things happen at the same time, it's funny how the universe works, right? Where it's like it right. all comes crashing down. But it's like it's 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 all for us. I think it's 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 so bittersweet, but I think it's beautiful where you hit this low to really learn to let go. It was, it was these these were things that were not serving you, which you had to turn, take this off your shoulders and just accept and surrender, you know. Uh, and then you just really fall in alignment to your truest self. I think that's kind of like the biggest thing that I try to push as well in terms of. You know, it, it, I, I feel like we're born who we were always meant to be. And it's just unraveling from what societal expectations to try to just be who we always were in the most authentic way. So I love that you were able to find that. And I love like you're able to find that sense of attraction, knowing that there's momentum. Uh, but that that's beautiful. And I will also say, yes, I was fuck boy McGee. I was dating up a storm. It did not serve me. Uh, at all mm-hmm. because I hated myself. I was I was looking for external validation. So uh, and I literally that on top of a lot of other things of me not taking care of myself and it, my mental health tanking. That is when I had a massive panic attack, dropped to the ground, rock bottom. But that was how everything changed. So if you're all listening, it's okay to you know you know feel the things, but be in your truth. This may be your moment of truth. That's why I freaking love breakups. That's why I love like rejection. I love all these things. Because It's really there for us, and I think a lot of people are scared of it, of those negative well, feelings and emotions because people think it's happening to them. What's up, y'all? Sorry to interrupt. I know you guys are enjoying the episode, but real quick, I want to tell you about the Patreon. You could join at so many different perks, early access. You can even ask me a question, you can't even get on this show. So it's all slash self hype. Check it out now. Let's get back to it because
1: people think it's happening to them. It's like yes. it becomes this personalized, and I'm like, no, no, no it's happening like you said, it's happening for you, yeah. and I think for me, like, even now, it's like. That let's let's also be real. It's not like I'm skipping on fucking clouds and daisies and roses every day. It's like Mama's still anxious. I still love yeah. shit. You know, like I'm still fucking navigating a new business. Like you, it's like we 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 have all this newness that came from you know from the ashes the phoenix rose. But what I've learned now is like I'll give you an example. There's a part of my business now that I'm going to stop doing, mm. and it's just one of those things. It doesn't it doesn't bring me joy anymore. I don't feel like this is in alignment with me. It's nothing wrong. Excuse me. It's nothing wrong with it. It's just. The type of thing that every day I'm like, I don't want to do this, mm. but it makes me money. And so after talking with my friend Masha with her about the nervous system, and it's like, it's the same mentality of, like you said, with a breakup. It's like, okay, scarcity would keep me going. No, no, no. You have to keep doing this because you need the money, Sabrina. You don't know where else this is going to come from. Same with dating. Like, oh, well, that guy's not treating you, but there's nobody else and you're not going to be able to date anybody else. And what if nobody else comes? The narrative and all that shit. And what I've learned now is I'm like, okay, so I quit. I stopped doing the other stuff and I have all these plans for things. And of course I'm scared. I'm scared to do more, you know, when we're creating new things, like I'm sure yeah. when you started all this, we're scared. Is it going to be well received or people going to like it? You know, that's the narrative that's going on. I'm not attacking myself, but if I start a new course or something, is anyone going to pay for it? You know, you go through all yeah. this, like I don't fucking know. And so instead of going there, I had to stop and I was like, okay, the same way in dating. Instead of focusing on that, it's like, okay, I might stop doing this. And for a month, I might be without as much money or I might be single. You know, I might have to deal with that. But by giving, allowing space so that more things can come to me and I'm more receptive and open versus staying in something out of fear because our energy being driven by fear is how we're going to come off and how people are going to receive us versus if you're so for everyone, anybody right now, if you're in a situation ship or there's a bad relationship or it's not this is not then this isn't serving you. The needs aren't being met, whatever it is. I understand that your anxious brain is trying to keep you safe by saying, no, 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 but don't leave. But there's nobody else. But what if you don't find anyone? You can make it work. Sun cost bias. I'm all I, I understand the narrative. Baby, I've been there. But get excited about any second of any day that email could come, that match could happen, that thing that could happen, some viral thing happen. any second of any day your life could change. So if you're not happy with the way it's going, don't blink your eye 30 years later and still be unhappy with it. Be OK with the uncertainty. That's anxiety, is a fear of the unknown. But I think when you become friends with it and you understand, it's going to be scary. But I'm, I'm safe and I'm supported by whatever is out there. It'll all work out for your best. It might just not look it at the moment.
0: I love that. Again, yeah, again, it's like just stepping into trusting yourself, having the audacity to trust yourself. I mean, it, it is scary. It's frightening, but it's the people that choose themselves and take those chances is where you find that success because there's so many people that are like regretful and look at their guy and it's like, it's never was never you it was sort of should have been Esteban, you know, but you know, it's like I had it, we could have made it work, but we could have went on 90 day fiance, but no, I had to be with Chuck, but uh could love Esteban that show. The whole time. I do love that show too. It is really good. But, uh but I, th- I think you're hitting on something that's really important in terms of like being able to let go. And sometimes it's just taking that leap in action, you know, uh, because what it's like, I always say it's like, there's this cost of an action, so it's like, well, if if this if he's acting a certain way or doing something for the next six months to a year, how would that make you feel? And if that's such a negative feeling, well, that's literally where you're where you're at. Like that's what you're going to be condoning, right? So I, I I love that. So with all that said, I'm curious. Like, you know, I, I want to. You know, we're gonna jump at tech guy. I think we're gonna learn a lot through this process, um, because I think it's like. And I love how open you are in this relationship. And it's so beautiful to see. And and I love, you know, I, I scroll and I see him shirtless, all happy, playing with the dogs and stuff. And I was like, okay, traps. Okay. You know, triceps. I see you. So I see all that. And I'm like, but it's so beautiful to see you in this space. And I, cause I think a lot of people need to see that extra layer of how did she do it? You know, what did she learn? How did she get out of her own way to receive this person that's different? Cause it was unexpected, right? You weren't planning on this. So what was kind of that process of finding this person and how did you get out of your own way through that?
1: Oh, completely unexpected. I I was three days out of like, you know, when I say it, it was one of those like two, three monthers, you know, like yeah. you're dating and then you start to realize like, and it, okay, so what happened was I was dating this homeboy right before and this was before Clem got sick and he was doing everything how I wanted, like he was texting me every morning and we had cute little nicknames for each other in our phone. And on the first date, he planned the second date and I'm sitting here and I'm like, this is it. Oh, this is it. We're the same ethnicity. Like everything matched. I was like, yes, okay. And I remember he wanted to meet all my friends. Like he was love bombing me. He wanted to meet all my friends mm-hmm. immediately. He was te- he was FaceTiming me every night. I took him to the airport. It was like a whole thing. And then when he got back, he like, and he admitted, he was like, yeah, most of my relationships only last two months. He's never been in anything past. And I remember being like the red flag glaring. And I was like, I knew in the back of my head, like, okay, okay there's something up here. And sure enough, it manifested where it's like we got close. We started to get close. And then I'd start having open conversations with him. I wasn't scared anymore to be like, I would do touch bases. I'd be like, hey, so how are you feeling? Like, are you comfortable with us? Are you doing well? Like, is there anything you want to talk about? And he would always be like, you know, then maybe he'd say something. And I'm like, okay, hey, I encourage you to talk to me about this when it comes up. Shit only got worse. Then when Clem got sick, he was nowhere to be seen. Then we started having issues. And it was just one of those things that I was like sitting on his bed, and the moment of okay, I could keep doing this and keep pretending everything's fine and keep living in LA and keep doing this, and then when Clem passed, he didn't come over, he didn't try to come see me, and I remember just being like, "This is it. Like I am kind of done." And he had, we had, he, frankly speaking, he had erectile dysfunction. Like it, it wasn't this. I wasn't missing out on anything. Is where I'm going.
0: So yeah. So good. Yeah.
1: So then when I when I decided to leave and I was like, "All right, fuck it." I had made the decision. I was like, I'm tired of dating. I was like, I'm exhausted. I said, you know what? Let me try. I'll leave hinge passively. If a guy tries to match with me, great. None of them were interesting. I remember when I came down to San Diego and when Tech Guy came, the first thing my mom said was, I was like, what do you think of this guy? And she's like, huh, not your type. That's not the normal guy you go for. He, I'm not the normal girl he goes for either. I am like seven shades too light in my skin tone. Like <laughs> he likes completely different women. And I yeah. like very, you know, I like tall, athletic tattooed guys. He's just not that. Like, that's just what it is. and Very handsome. Don't get me wrong. We're both attracted to each other. It's just not the type. And so when we went, like, I remember his profile and just the way he handled things. Like, he was super, we talked for 45 minutes. He went right into, let me take you out. Let me get your phone number. I was like, okay. This guy's doing it right. Super thoughtful. He was like, I know your dog just passed. Is it okay for me to bring my dog? And I was like, wow, that's really sweet. Didn't text a ton. We had the date. We hooked up.
0: It (laughs) would be like that. It would be like that.
1: And I the reason it worked out is because I left going, yeah, I may never see this guy again, but that was fun. I have needs. I didn't get fucked for the last two months in this last relationship. And I was like, you know, if anything, that was just a good time. And I remember going home and telling my mom, and that was the first video I ever made. I was like, I don't know. I went on some date with this tech guy. And I was like, if he ever asked me out again, sure. And it just, that's how it became a thing. Because I never thought I'd see him again. But then he called me like two days later and was like, hey, I'd love to see you again. And I was like, Okay. And at this point, I was already looking at apartments. And so I think for me, I released control of the outcome on this completely. I kept looking at it as every date was just, well, that was fun. I guess I'll see if I see him again. And he just kept wanting to see me, kept wanting to see me. And like, it got to the point where then like he was very closed off. He was very avoidant, very rigid. Like it, if dinner was at six, if five fifty fucking nine and 59 seconds, if you were not at that door by six, clo- like To the point where I'm not like that. I'm very much just like, like, all whatever. So we're 10 minutes late. Like, it'll be fine. We'll get there. Like, relax. And as we were kind of going along on our journey, I think what people, the misconception they have was like, as if nothing, as if it was just easy, as if we just flowed. We never, it never was just an ease. Let me just say that. It flowed. But it was never easy. And what I mean by that was I had to constantly challenge my own self because I remember being like, he does not really text me a lot. And my mother's my sister's mother-in-law, she looked and she's like, you're going to pull this bullshit again. And I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, I'm just saying he doesn't text a lot. And so I had a conversation with him about it. And I said, you know, I noticed you're not a big texter instantly said, I'm going to set the boundary now. This is not a sign of my disinterest. I don't want a digital relationship. I'd much rather spend time with you. So let's make it a reoccurring date every week so that you feel more comfortable. Great. Great. Here I am. I was like, okay, thank you for hearing me. That was, and like when I asked him to this day, what did you like about our relationship? He's like, I loved the questions you asked. He's like, You asked so much, such questions of depth on our first date. He was like, I knew you were different. I knew you were not like the same bullshit that I kept seeing of so what kind of movies do you like? It was like, I don't have time for that. But as we went on along our relationship, I almost broke up with him probably like I had the t- I had the text still. I almost broke wow. up with him like five times because we would ke- we kept having that conversations. And it got to a point where I was like, how many of these conversations are we going to have? But my mom kept saying, she's like, give him a chance. He's a good guy. Every time you have a talk with him, he, he does it. Now to this day where we still have conversations, we're like, I'll tell him, hey, I didn't really love this. This is how I'm feeling. And he'll be like, wow, thank you so much for telling me. I really need you to call me out on this shit. I didn't realize I said it like this. Moving forward, I'll say it like this. I'm like, thanks. I appreciate you feeling. I feel seen, heard, and understood by you. And so we have a relationship now and like, just the other day we were talking and I said, what um, I was like, how do you feel about us? Like, what's our, what's the best and worst thing? And he was like, the best and worst thing is the one thing, communication. He was like, mm. the, the worst part about it is you get me to communicate more than I ever have. And he's like, and that's the best part of it. He was like, it's wow. so uncomfortable for me, but it's what I need. And he's like, this is the best and healthiest relationship have ever had because you're so fucking straightforward." Wow. That's how we got to where we are. It's not been easy. It's not been like, oh, it's just we met, we've been skipping on daisies. It's like, no, motherfucker, I almost broke up with him. I said no to him being his girlfriend three times because I knew in myself I didn't want to get into another relationship that six months later you're like, I don't even like this person. I just liked them because they liked me. And I didn't want to get myself into something that I wasn't unsure, I was unsure about, and I had finally come to the understanding that he's an addition to my life, not instead of, and I had nothing to lose. So by being honest and having... So for everybody who's so fucking scared, I get it. If you grew up in a household where you weren't able to communicate or express yourself or have conversations within the family, I understand that that could hold you back. But that's you're not dating mom or dad anymore. Like, this is not the same fucking situation. Mm-hmm. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. And that's how I kept entering it, it was like, I have nothing to lose here by being myself and being honest. I communicate like an adult. I feel this. I don't like this. I felt this. Not you made me feel or fuck you. We've never cursed at each other. We've never raised our voices at each other. But we've had very serious conversations where we almost broke up. But it's never been drama because right. we're two adults communicating like two adults. So I think for anybody that wants that relationship so bad, it starts at the beginning. It starts at where how you show up. Who are you? What are you coming with? what are you quote unquote bring to the table but it's like you want someone for all the people out there i want someone emotionally available and i want my ride or die it's like bitch where then where are you showing up is that where are you having these conversations of depth where are you asking questions where are you starting to put and be vulnerable and put yourself out there you're so scared of getting hurt but yet what you're doing is then you're just pushing people away because mm-hmm. you don't let them think you don't let naturalness happen and it was the first time i said i'm not going to control this just let it happen and here we are. We're moving into our home next week. Oh my God, we're moving into our home. Oh, okay. So First cool. home in my adult life.
0: Wow. That's so, I'm like, so, so, thank Like, I think that's the, I'm glad you cleared that up because it's so easy. People can make a narrative of, oh my God, you just find the what? The Disney movie, the rom com, and mm-hmm. like, oh. I, I'm a freaking uh, famous actress, and you own a bookstore in a small town. Obviously, it's just gonna work, you know. Yeah. Uh, but but I I think what was really cool by you is to say that there were those moments, and you kind of really had to stop yourself, and you had, you had your mom really lay it down, like he's a good man, stick with it, he's a good man's man. Um. So I I well well I'm curious if like it sounds like you very much had like. Like, I guess, value system deal breakers in terms of like, if he did curse at you, if he did speak out at her, like if he was being actually disrespectful, it sounded like it was always in the realm of just misunderstanding, but he was always there to to be there for you. So I'm like, wh- when, when was the moment where it's like, okay, I'm not going to, because I think a lot of people could struggle with, should I, shouldn't I, should, you know, it's like, wh- wh- you know, that's kind of a rough game.
1: Because I have to and I to, choosing your battles like I have to I have my process my like I do a step by step process within myself where I'm like okay first I have to the awareness I'm dysregulated okay I need to regulate myself then I go into like what was the trigger you know what did he say to me that caused me this like it happened the other night where, where I said do you want to go somewhere and he went no I said "He just went no," and I was like and I like literally sat with myself and I was like okay what's coming up for you and I was like where am I I'm like it's in my chest and I like feel it in my body and I was like okay he said no. Is there an issue with him saying no? No. And I was like, what's this saying to you? Oh, I feel rejected. I was like, mm, but there's no validity here. I was like, he just said no because he has every right. Sure enough, I just processed it and I was like, okay, babe, thanks for letting me know. I just wanted to spend time with you. And he looks at me and he was like, oh, sorry. I didn't mean I don't want to do. And it was just because I didn't go, oh, what the fuck? You know, instead uh-huh. of uh, reacting, I responded like an adult versus another example. We... With all the shit happening in the world, we had a conversation and I was like, listen, I need to know what support I'm going to have here and what's going on and what's yeah. happening. And he was dismissive of it. And, I, then, and I, I sat with that for a little bit. And then the next day I sat him down and I was like, let's have a fucking talk. I was like, shall we? And I said, I came to you vulnerable, open and pain and pain. And you shut me down. And I just laid it out for him. And he was like, oh, my fucking God. He was like, you're right. I've been incredibly selfish, took full ownership. And to this day. Now has been consistent and been really great. And he always says, I need you to call me on my bullshit because I don't know. Yeah. So I think for anybody, if you're unsure of like, do I say something? Do I not? We have to start addressing, is there a real threat or is this a projection of a past threat that I'm now putting onto this person to reaffirm a core belief and now be a self-fulfilling prophecy? It takes a lot of self-awareness and a lot of fucking inner work to be able to stop, drop and roll or stop and have a conversation.
0: I love that. I I think I love that you you spoke about what you your like almost like a process of sustainability. Like it very much was you first versus well, he said no, so that's why I'm going to do XYZ and I'm like let me take a moment, where is it coming from? Okay, then like let me really dive in and then let me bring that up of like what my intention was and what have you. And and, and I think what I love about this Ted Mr. Tech guy McGee over here is that he's so damn self-aware. And and he and he's so it sounds like he's so secure with himself or he's able to say, you know what? I fucked up. I'm so sorry. I definitely understand you where that comes from. Call me out. I, you know, to say that. And and also I love a little earlier when he said, what I love is the communication. What I hate about is the communication. And that takes a lot of self-awareness as well. So I think those are some beautiful red flags because people get so defensive and feel oh, so attacked, I- not see you verbalizing as information, but as like that defensiveness
1: because what we have to learn is like a relationship is a partnership you know you're building a part it's not you against them it's us Mm -hmm. so if we have to stop like that's where we have to stop and go wait a minute okay i'm not trying to i don't need to be right i don't need to prove a point i don't need to what i need to do is clearly articulate and like i'll articulate him hey that triggered me you didn't do anything it's not that that because he'll ask me he's like hey do you shut down are you okay and i'm like it's not the thing that you did. I'm like, it just triggered me and it reminded me of my dad. And he's, was like, I'm sorry, sweetie. He's like, okay, well, good to know. Now I just won't say that because I don't want to trigger you. And it's like that. Now, the thing about this is, is like for anybody, be, like I get it all the time, but girls will be like, no, men don't like this, don't exist. And it's like, no. bitch, yes, they do. But what it also takes is like, it's not going to happen on the first date. You know, and I think for all my, anybody that's anxious out there that's listening, the one word you're going to fucking hate is that you need to have patience and you need to learn to sit in discomfort and you need to learn that. People take time to open up. There's like, I have a couple of friends and there's one one of my good friends, she keeps having guys kind of pass her over because she takes time to open up and she's like, my God. So she's becoming more comfortable like opening up quicker, but not everybody after the first date is going to act how you want. But if you express yourself and someone creates a safe space, you're seen, heard and understood, then God damn it, fucking work with it. A relationship is built. It's not like you said, it's not a fucking Disney movie. It's not Crybaby where the bad boy boy is gonna fall for the good girl and they're gonna run off into the sunset. It's like you just doesn't happen that way.
0: no, totally. and and I think just being in your truth is, is will naturally filter out the person that's not there for you. It's like I and mean, we very much talk like I'll give the guy point of view on this is like I Please. completely relate to what you're saying is that, you know, like I've done a lot of work on myself. there There are things that I have grown immensely by, and I would like to think I am an emotional regulatory state. But if uh if if my partner, the person I'm dating isn't there, then I will I won't date them. I won't continue to date them, I won't be that. And also it's that, it's that and I think it's also like where so many people struggle in terms of like, well, Eli, we had such a great date. He was so he was just cracking jokes and he was super flirty and he was super this and he was super that. And then he just like stopped talking to me. And I think, well, I'm like, okay, sure, that happened, but also Was he being his most authentic or was he just performing for you? Because a lot of times guys will do that just to be liked by you. And they're not really saying like, hey, this is kind of who I am, which is so I would find so much more attractive because, you know, he's in a place of honesty and openness. And because he's rather than performing to try to get you in bed or win you over or whatever. Um, So
1: I was going to say my I'll never forget my friend's husband. Once she said that she was like, I don't get it. We had these amazing dates. And then the guy and he looked and he was like, oh, babe. He was like, if a man thinks that he's going to get laid, he's going to have a good time. And he was like, just, and that's my thing. I'm like, all these people, or the, we text, I mean, everything was amazing, and then we went on one date, and they never heard from him again. It's like, because you're not fantasy anymore. You're yeah. real now. This person saw you. Just because you had a good date does not mean anybody owes you a fucking lick of the world. And I think right. what I've noticed now with dating, and I don't, I'm sure you have, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. The entitlement has uh-huh. been helpable of like, uh, well, he sh- everybody should be doing this. And why isn't every guy doing this? And I'm like, I'm sorry. Like one girl wrote into my live, no man reaches my standards anymore. Ugh, what's wrong with them all? And I just, first thing I said to her, I was like, you entitled little cunt. So I'm like, Sorry. And I fucking said it and people were fucking loving it. And I was like, who the fuck are you? You act as if you were God's gift to this fucking planet. No man meets- matches my standards. No man is good enough for me. No, what it is is that you have such unrealistic standards because you're so fucking terrified of getting hurt. Mm-hmm. That's how you keep people out of your life because you need perfection. And if you don't get that perfection, oh, it's easy to walk away because it's them, not me. No fucking accountability or self-awareness.
0: Totally. I, th- I think that's the big thing. And no one wants to date that. Like, no, no one, one wants, wants to be like, you know, these are my standards. This is what I want. This is who I am. I'm like, we get so wrapped up in like this main character energy where we don't realize that you know, everyone's dealing with hurts. Everyone's coming from a different perspective. Everyone thinks every life is just, we're just going, man. And it's like, it's how you sustain that and be open. I think there's just so much, there's so much power in just being open and honest and taking the rejections or taking the whatever and just keeping it moving. And that's how you're going to really find the right person. Like, like I was going to say is like, you know, I, I think I think it's that it's that that is that deep fear of wanting to put this wall up or no one reaches my standards or that. The, 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 the. But I will also say guys aren't going to be attracted to that. And we could smell that energy from a mile away. And 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 it's also like, oh, OK, you got some work to do. You're not opening up. or, or you there's something here that I don't feel like I can really connect with because I've been through the journey. I'm going to I'm, I'm date. I'm going into this day with my arms wide open while you yeah. are built to the brim with armor and a sword. So I'm just like, this is what are we doing? Are we trying to connect? Or are we playing this game of a battle here of defensiveness?
1: So, I had a Yeah, I was, I was talking to my client earlier and she was like, well, I think what I'm going to do now is when I go out on date, I'm going to tell these men that I have trust issues and that it takes me time. And I stopped her and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I said, do you know how much of a glaring red flag that is? I said, if I was on a date and a guy said, well, I have trust issues, my response would be you and process through your shit. You haven't healed through your shit because if you have this many, you don't trust yourself. Then if you have this, you don't trust anyone because I got I did a video about that. And the, I got all the, you know, the clapbacks of uh-huh. like, oh, I had trauma. It's like you're proving uh-huh. my point. You didn't process through this because exactly. if you process it, you start to trust yourself. I'm not saying is it just because somebody walks by your house and says they like it to give them the fucking key. But I'm saying that if you don't trust anybody, it's because you don't trust yourself. And so, if people were to maybe just stop for a second, and if I will say this: if you have a pattern going on in your dating life right now, you are the issue. So if you have a pattern, they are re, they are reaffirming to you the what the parts that you are are scared to look at because that is what you resist persists and it will keep coming back and keep coming back and don't come at me with the i just keep meeting avoidant men no you keep allowing them into your life you're going to meet all types of people but you keep allowing their bullshit because part of you is unavailable part of you is not speaking up because when you're secure within yourself when you've done the work when you authentically love yourself not bubble baths and fucking hair masks but when you accept all of those parts. I accept the geeky 12-year-old that had gold braces and a short pixie haircut. I love her. I'm here for her. When you accept who you are, you don't have time for this shit.
0: Yes. No, 100%. 100%. Yeah, no. That's a, that's a, it's definitely it. Is is, is 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 owning all of that. I I think that that I always say and and I always tell like ladies too. I'm like, "Listen, I I know you want to hear why he cheated, why he to, why he did I, the dirty, why you're in this toxic relationship for so long." I could tell you why he did it, but if you do not know why you enabled it to begin with and do the self-work and self-reflection, you are meant to be with someone like him again. Like, that's just going to happen. Like, if you were like, oh, he sucks, oh well. Or you say, everyone I've ever dated was a narcissist and was awful. Every single person, like, every single per- You have that bad of luck. And you were in multi-year relationships with uh, mul- multiple of them? Like, are you stopping to just to collect the data, self-reflect? Oh, I-, I always, like, say, like, Without blaming him for a second, why did it end? And they and they're immediately like, "You don't understand, he like they cheated." I'm like, oh. "I get it, but let's take a moment. That self-reflection is where we do the work." And, and uh do the work podcast insert here, you know. Hey. Commercial. Are you dealing with heartbreak and need a solution? <laughs> yeah, I was just like I have a commercial promo break for 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 your show. Um I love that. But that's that but that's I I love every everything that you're saying. I mean, with that said, and you being in these digital streets and, like, helping out clients and, and building this community, and, and it's so beautiful to see, you know, uh, and seeing the state of dating, are we doomed, Sabrina Zohar, are, are we doomed as a society in, in the dating and love space?
1: Oh, just in dating and love space? I would like dating you to in general. Yeah. In but, general? Yeah, we're, yes. fucked. yeah um, we're, fucked. But, but, we're fucked.
0: Yeah, we're fucked. We're fucked. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I think when it comes to dating and love, I, there's this kind of, I think... It's the same shit it always has been, but we're just redoing the narratives. Back in the day, they didn't have the internet, right? So they just went out. But yeah, why do you think there were so many fucking divorces? Is because people were getting married willy-nilly or getting married because they had to. And then that's why they were cheating and divorces. And like almost that our generation was like the highest of our parents getting divorced. Whereas now divorces are actually significantly lower. And it's like, yeah, because now we have... I want people to shift. Now we have the opportunity to not be forced to get married at 20, to be able to get married at any time. I can have kids in my 30s. I could get married in my 40s. I could do whatever I want. Now we have the opportunity to heal and to actually meet somebody that is what we genuinely think that we deserve. What you attract is what you think you deserve. So if you keep attracting men that ain't shit or women that are using you, it's like, well, that's what you think you deserve. That is your core belief. And so I think if I think we're, the people that are fucked are the ones that don't want to look at themselves, the ones that don't want to, the victims, living consist always in perpetual victim mode. I have zero patience for those people mm-hmm. because, again, life is happening for you, not to you. Um, But overall, I'm a helpless romantic. I believe that love exists. I know it does. There's people like us. There's going to be people other, yeah. like there's tech guys. There are people that exist. But I think. The only reason it won't be doomed is if people learn some fucking patience and some compassion and understanding. It's not if he wanted to, he would. Get rid of trash, black and white statements that don't fucking help you and instead understand nuance that people are nuanced creatures. Stop taking shit so fucking personally and go out there and be the badass babe that you are and stop act waiting for other people to tell you who you are.
0: I I and I, And I will double down on that of like, And I I always want to hit this on my content of like, dude, why these dudes do what they do more often than not has nothing to do with you, you know? And, and and for you taking it so damn personally, like you're one of like four other five other six other because of their own shit. That's unhealed and and unwounded and hurt and what they normalize in terms of cheating and and toxicity and all that. That, That's their narrative of what they view. You just happen to be caught in it, you know? Uh, But also you, let's, be in some ownership here and could be in the driver's seat of our lives of okay how did this happen how does that happen again um and i also want to hit on us as two digital content creators in this space is that like a lot of the content that you see because i can't help but feel that contributes to the anxiety a little bit the tiktok of all yep. that it's like my all oh, my actions the nice the the it's uh it's like, like, like the, the worse this is <laughs> no one knows i'm like uh, the beauty of everyone b- diving into therapy is that you know, everyone's diving in therapy, but the the con of it is like then everyone could take this verbiage and then insert it in their ex that sucks, even though she she cheated first, and it's oh god, oh God knows what happened. But I uh, I think there's like a hurtful broadcasting, and then there's like intentional thinking in a hurtful moment. Where um, I think like, do you have some being in this digital space as a creator? Like, do you have some words? for people that are, do the doom scroll in terms of this love dating space? Like, what are some things to look out for, or be, like, self-aware of, you know?
1: Anything that has to do with how to get a guy back, how to do this, how to make him come back to you, how to make him think about you. It's like, anything that has to take it away from you and onto another person is hitting on your delusions. Like, there's this one guy, and, like, listen, I have nothing against this creator. I don't fucking know him, but he always, he looks like Lip from, from sh- same, Shameless, and he's always cutting. Mm-hmm. and he's like a musician he's not a fucking co he has no idea like and he'll do all these. you want to know how a guy likes you i'll never forget this he lets you sleep in his bed in the morning after you have sex and he doesn't kick you out immediately want to know how a guy likes you after he goes down on you he'll he'll kiss you i i don't make this up you want to know how a guy likes you he kisses you on the forehead instead of the cheek those go viral and then guess who gets the girls that are going i don't understand but he kissed me on the forehead i thought he liked me and then he never her never heard from him again it's like because you're listening to shit that's hitting on your delusions mm-hmm. if you are listening to something that doesn't challenge you you're wasting your fucking time if you're not listening going oh shit Wait, am I doing that? And if you're listening to stuff going, yeah, that's right, that's right, yeah, yeah, the sprinkle, sprinkle girls of like, yeah, teach me how to be an escort, yeah, I want a high value man, it's like, cool, value doesn't come from how much money you make, but good luck, enjoy that thought process, if you're contained, if you only find content that everything is, yeah, that's right, you're doing yourself a disservice, because... My content, even people that follow me still get pissed off with the shit I say because they know, even when they'll say, like, I hate that you're right. And I'm like, <laughs> because I make you fucking think about shit that you might not normally. Stop doom scrolling. Find a couple of coaches you like. You got two right here. And, like, find people you trust and create a small circle about that. It's quality, not quantity.
0: I love that. Thank you for dropping those heaters, spitting those sermons and those gems, people. Listen, please. And again, as a dude, we give forehead kisses because we're lost in the thought and the moment we're playing house, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll get, I'll give you a damn back rub and not text you the next day. Like that doesn't matter. Like you could meet my mom. You come to my freaking, the family barbecue. They will never see you again. You know, cause I'm just, I'm just not in that era. But what, would how would the only way to truly know that is not kind of mark down where he kissed you the date after it's to actually sit down and have a conversation. Um, I could I could talk to you forever. You're goddamn hilarious. Like I I, I would like in in the, in the moments of openness, it, I I did have some anxiety interviewing you because I'm like yeah why I mean, you're so goddamn cool like and I'm like but I'm like I always go back to like how do I give people the most freaking value from this woman's mind as possible? So thank you for being just open and jumping in and, and diving into all that. It's truly so freaking appreciative. Um, and yeah, I, I, how. Do we connect with you? How do we join you? How do we, you know, dive into the show and everything else to hit us with it? How do we connect with Sabrina Zohar?
1: Well, first off, thank you for creating such an awesome space because you make this so much fun. I just looked. I'm like, we've been talking for 50 minutes. Like, where did it go? <laughs> um, so you can find me do the work podcast on Instagram or on podcasts or Sabrina.Zohar on TikTok or Instagram. That's me.
0: Love it. Yeah. And all the links will be below and all that. Again, Sabrina, th- thank you so much. Like, that I, I truly means a lot and like we're like we're like digital homies now it's dope i'm like used to see you on social and now you share my stuff and share your stuff and now you're on my podcast and everything else so um but again thank thank you for being intentional i loved hearing your story i'm so happy things didn't work out because now you're here helping so many goddamn people in the process including myself so that's the beauty of the world trusting your damn self everybody look at sabrina being in her most authentic and now she has this beautiful tech guy with the most beautiful trap muscles i've seen and now they're gonna <laughs> be in a freaking matter. house together and i'm so excited but sabrina thank you so much i appreciate it thanks even thank you for listening to the self-hype podcast wasn't that dope wasn't that, that that was what's up that was what's up chobo studios bringing the heat eli vasquez self-hype bringing the heat with sabrina Zohar. she is so hilarious and so to the point and so i I just like i just gotta let this girl i gotta let this badass woman just do her thing dare i say girl what's wrong with me gotta let this badass woman do her thing and um i just so appreciative of her check all her stuff out if you're digging the show if you like the show uh link in the bio um of just wanting to maybe, you know, support and share, give a good review. Also, Patreon community, thank you for keeping the lights on on this bad boy. We have so much more goodies to send you. Uh, If you're not a part of the Patreon community, get it together, people. Join the community. Holler at your boy exclusively. It's a cup of coffee a month. And if you want to work with me, you want to coach with me, everything, link in the bio. Everything comes down to the link in the bio. Um, And yeah, y'all are beautiful. Brush your hair, look in the mirror, and say I love you a little bit. All right. See you next week. The Self-Hype Podcast. What's up, y'all? Sorry to interrupt. I know you guys are enjoying the episode, but real quick, I want to tell you about the Patreon. You could join at So many different perks, early access. You can even ask me a question. I can't even get on this show. So it's all patreon.com slash self-hype. Check it out. Now, let's get back to it.